Hey, hey. Check, check. I, I haven't had enough to drink yet. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me with the Red Solo Cup full of Gregarious Nature IPA, which is a collab <laughs> from Ale Smith and Stone Brewing, is the executive producer. I had to think about that for a second. That was like the uh, that other one, um, the uh, sweet the sweet, sweet potato pie. Yeah, the sweet potato pie. <laughs> it was for Thanksgiving, dude. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was only true, though. I'm definitely not the executive producer because I am like. The, yeah, you are. You take care I'm of all the, the video, I'm all the, that awesome YouTube content that y'all ain't watching. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I'm doing it. But I'll give you a close up of this uh, gregariousness. It's actually pretty. Uh, it's an IPA. Uh, San Diego style. I don't know what that is. Pamela, if you're, you live in San Diego, if you can tell me what that is, that'd be pretty sweet. But, um, that's cool. We just had, uh, Brian just moved there. Oh, we should maybe connect them. Yeah. He's looking for a gym. Okay. Yeah. Pamela, (laughs) help out Brian. Yeah. He's looking, he went went to an Evictus branch and said it was not that good. Oh really? Yeah. So he's on the gym search again. I was like, dude, we still, we have a gym right here waiting for you. It's okay. So Natalie got a job down there. Okay. Yep. They Sweet. Just moved from Colorado. So Arizona to Colorado yeah, to, San, to Diego. San Diego. I said, bro, you can't go west anymore. Get your ass. <laughs> He's like, well, we're going to go to Mexico. I was like, well, jump on that caravan. Get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> They'll bring you right up. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Uh, no. Um. Yeah. He's on the struggle bus. Struggle bus again for a gym. Hmm. Oh, that's a cool. Interesting. Name. Yeah, but it's not true, the guys. I'm I'm basically the bitch of the two. He, he's the producer. <laughs> I'm many things, but I am not the producer. Um, want to just remind everybody that we will be taking a break for uh, Christmas and New Year's, but we want to make, make an announcement that we will be doing a live episode on December 18th. Be doing it probably between, we're go, probably going to go around the normal release time, so around 8 o'clock. Uh, give everybody across the U.S. Sorry for you folks overseas, because it'll be like, I don't know, 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Just watch a replay. Oh no! Just or just stay up. Be hardcore. Come on! It's yeah, only a don't Tuesday. Don't be a bitch, <laughs> Meg. <laughs> so I, you guys see how Mo just did? You guys, I seen you guys probably didn't recognize it, but maybe you did. He tells you we're not going to be on the air for a while, and then he slides in some good information. Yeah, about- it's it's the 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 feces sandwich. That's what we used to say. <laughs> yeah, it was the um, yeah. Here's some good news, and then bitch slap, <laughs> and then more good news. Yeah, see? whatever. Uh, and yeah, we'll be doing that live. So we'd really like for you guys to tune in and and just ask us questions live, like you normally do when we do uh, our Facebook and Instagram lives, and where we're just kind of setting up here. But if you can't do that, we'll probably be set up a method for you guys to either message us your questions through DM, email at can I get my can the I get one more at gmail dot com. Yeah. So pretty much as soon as you start, as soon as you heard this episode, go ahead and start throwing those questions out there. If you're not going to be able to be on the live feed. Yeah, I mean it's. We would definitely like you to watch it because it's it would be cool. Yeah. So we don't feel like like no one likes us. <laughs> you know how it is. You know, like don't make us the last kid pick for the team. Yeah. Like, don't, I don't, don't, don't make me like, that dude yeah. for dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. The one. Yeah. The sacrificial lamb that always gets hit in the face or the nuts. But um, <laughs> no, it'd be cool if you guys tuned in. And I think the questions coming from you guys, it, those are so important to us. 
Um, because sometimes even though we try to think outside the box, you guys are even further outside the box um, and may think of a different direction mm-hmm. that we would like to go because we're here for you. That's really about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for Mo, though, and you guys. And but. I'm here for the bro, for the producer. <laughs> but, um, but also what would be really cool is if you guys could send us like a video message or even a voicemail. But videos are cool because we like, to, we like to be able to see you guys. Just like some people say, they like to actually see me laugh and snort on the YouTube videos versus just hearing it. So, you know, we'd like to see you and hear your voices as well. Yep. What Mo said. <laughs> All right. As always, we would like to thank Wally, Wally Judy of 7-5 Clothing, making badass gear for your badass ventures. There is still time left for you guys to order those One More Rep podcast shirts because who doesn't need some gains for the holidays? Well, aside from like the weight gains, <laughs> it's all right, man. That's why we were uh, winter clothes. It's yeah. not really because it's cold; <laughs> it's because we're fat as shit. <laughs> Things have slowed down a little bit, so you know I, I need to cover some of this up. So again, that live episode, we really appreciate if you guys tuned in. So for this week's episode, it reaches back to a lot of the episodes that we've done, and just the ones that came to my mind off the top of my head were. Episode 50, Gym Etiquette. Um, episode 45, Leadership and Clicks. 29, Members Responsibilities. And 19, Stop Segregating Your Members. And this week's topic is, does your CrossFit culture suck? Question mark. Yep. Change it. This was, again, from the, the 3 o'clock bro couldn't sleep and just started hammering out topics. I don't know if they're any good. I mean, we keep talking <laughs> about them. But, you know, I think they've turned out pretty solid. I mean... I'm pretty big critic of what we do. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I watch them, I'm like, if it sucks, I'm But I think they've been pretty good. And then this one especially, um, I wanted to take a little bit longer time to think about it when you first sent me the list because we do often get messages where people tell us what's going on in their respective cultures. Yeah. And they kind of ask us, like, well, how do I fix it? And again, you know, although we are professional AF. <laughs> <laughs> That's fuck. <laughs> there you go, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not something we set out to do when we made the show is to like to become these like self-help, you know, CrossFit gurus. It just, we just wanted to have a show where we just talked about the stuff that, they, that people weren't talking about it. Yeah. And in, and in that path, people just start messaging us. Well, how do we, how do we fix it? How do we change our culture? How do we make it? I've even seen people write messages like, how do I make my gym like your gym? You know, <laughs> uh, come here. <laughs> <Move>. <laughs> It's, you know, I, I actually, it's funny that he just said that because I've had a couple people even say, uh, we would like our gym to be like your gym. Well, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you can't. You can't recreate what you have here. It's, but it's know. not saying that we're the shit. It's, it's you know. It's, it's that combination of people. It, that, you know. I'm just saying, it, I'm not saying that's what we're awesome or anything. I mean, we are awesome, but um, not in an arrogant way, but it's. Every gym should be their own. Mm-hmm. No gym should be just like ours, okay? And no gym will ever be like ours. Mm-hmm. And like I was just saying about Brian, and he even made that comment yesterday because each time they've moved, they had to find a gym. He said, there's no place like yours. But mm-hmm. that's okay. I just It doesn't mean we're anything elite, special, whatever. Um, but I think people, what they kind of want is – they want to feel respected. They want to feel like they're getting coached. They want to mm-hmm. have a gym where people aren't talking smack behind their back. They want no clicks. They want no drama, no attitudes. They want 
They don't want to be nickel and dime for extra, like personal training. If they want to work on their muscle ups, they want to be able to go up to a coach and say, Hey man, I really want to try to get these. Is there something we could do mm-hmm. and not be like, well, yeah, I'm going to, um, let's set up an appointment where you can come in. I'm going to charge you $65 for your half hour session. But we've even had some listeners message us and say, Hey, I asked for additional training and they said no, because yeah. you're not good enough. I mean, I'm oh, just, I'm paraphrasing, right. yeah. but that was the gist of the one yeah. message I remember. God, that, that's, oh. that's, yeah, that's, that, that, that even, that upset me. You know? <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm about to rip most. No, 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 don't, don't, not the laptop, not the laptop. That's the money maker. <laughs> oh, for you, I like, ain't making me anything. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So things like that. Could you imagine? Like, I could never imagine telling someone they're not good enough. To, if it if it's skipping pull up, a ring dip, a, a push up, a, a ring roll. I don't care how basic. But, but that's it is. even like, like you oh. know, you go back to college or, or high school, and you're like, hey professor i need help with this oh well you're too stupid yeah i heard that i mean before. how is it <laughs> <laughs> broke outside you're, you're in the go you're sit in the hall go sit in the hall <sighs> like i knew i was in trouble when i went into class and there's already a desk sitting outside <laughs> you're like is this, this mine it's reserves me. reserve seating reserve seating for bro so does your gym gym does your gym culture suck you know i think that's left to interpretation because like, and you've said it before, you're not going to make all people happy all the time. And that's not nope. something you should aim to do. But to say that there may be something wrong with the culture, I think that's a reasonable statement for someone to say, like, I, I think we're doing something wrong here. Well, yes, if you're an owner and you're going to ask yourself that, but usually this is going to be directed to the well, members. Yeah. Um, the members looking up at, at the ownership. Yeah, saying like, something's not right. Something, yes. They're like, something is not right. Uh, I just went to my friend's gym and it was not like this. Mm-hmm. Their culture was much different. They were welcoming. That's what I hear a lot is a, you're very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And that's what we hear from yeah, to us. It's still just so weird. To me. But again, my personality, like I, I don't know any strangers. I'll, it's just how I am. So it's really uncool to hear people make statements like that. Yeah, it's un- it's uncool, but it's unfortunate because if each of us are real with ourselves, we, you know, think about how much CrossFit means to you, how much the people inside of it means to you, and then imagine having that at one point, and then it goes away because of the leadership up top went a different direction, and I started allowing all these small things that we've talked about numerous times. Or, that- or you've neglected neglected yeah. yeah but they allow things that cause these ripples inside your gym mm-hmm. and then we always know you know ripples continue and they get larger and mm-hmm. so you know the point of impact is is small um but the the damage it causes beyond is is significant significant to the point where it changes cultures mm-hmm. completely because in all honesty the last gym that we were at the very first year was literally just like how excess still is mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything was cool. Everything, everything was, was cool. Yeah. And then they let some of these pieces of shit in that were very disrespectful and like just horrible people, to be honest, in their family, which is even worse. They let them in. I, and I think you've used the word toxic before. Oh, to- and then that's being generous. Like that's mean being nice. Like the, the most disgusting, like, you know, foul mouth, raunchy people you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And they just completely destroyed 
the gym mm-hmm. and that they end up that he's just sold. He just sold because you, you lose your passion when your culture collapses because no one, you, people stop investing their time there. They stop mm-hmm. going to your functions. They stop. It stops becoming your third place. Like we've talked yeah, about, you know, you know work, your, your whole day at work transition, is transitioned to the to, gym. Yeah. <laughs> and they got home <laughs> and, uh, but yes, they stopped doing that because when you, when you, you know, the area we're in right now, uh, we didn't have to do a lot of the stuff that we did in here, but we did it for our people because of our culture. Our people like to come here and hang out. Mm-hmm. Like they'll work out and then they'll hang out hang for out, a bit. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll come in early and hang out for a bit. We, we literally invested money into them for, for, for them. Just for so they had a place to, a comfortable to place to yeah, show. We, yeah. we, they spend so much time here. They spend more time with us than their own family. Mm-hmm. This is their home. So mm-hmm. we want it to feel like we, we feel, want it to feel like a home, not just another damn gym that, mm-hmm. You know, I've been to a lot of CrossFit gyms are nice, but it's just feel like it's, it's too like professional and like, you know, too modern. Like it's just, you know, it, it there's, that fi- there's a fine balance between, you know, the dust bunnies everywhere. Yeah. And then like the Sistine Chapel, like you don't want it so pristine no, that you're like, I don't want to touch anything. You, you want it to feel comfortable. And I think that's what you guys accomplished here is that this is a comfortable space where athletes can spend other time before and after workouts. And I'm, it's probably safe to say that people just come by and just say hi, like even when they're not working out. Yeah, we sat yesterday and just came, I haven't seen Joe in a while and he stopped in just randomly and we had a good 45 minute chat, yeah. man. It's just, yeah, always welcome here. We want to feel, people feel comfortable, but that's part of our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, does your culture give you what you want? And, and the reality is that is the issues people are having is no longer do gyms give them the culture they want? And then that causes them to start not liking their gym. So you mentioned like at your previous facility, like when it started off, it was, you, you enjoyed being there. You, you liked it. Now, aside from the certain group of people coming in, I think sometimes people lose focus on what's important, you know, taking care of the people, Maintaining the culture. Oh, yeah, the owners. Okay. Uh, maintain the culture, taking care of the people, clean, cleanliness. Investing back into the gym, Inve- yeah. investing to the people. Yeah, they lose all that. And I think we saw this a lot in the early days where people, they opened their gym, they got a membership, you know, they were- Money's coming money's in. Money's coming in. It still happens. And, then, and they start focusing on those tangible things, the, mem- the number of members, the dollars coming in, the rent, like the monetary things, those hard items. And they start to pay less attention to those soft things, like the culture, the shit that got them there, the, the things you that know are, what I mean, yeah, that's what these the things that separate you from another facility. It drives me nuts. Businesses will start up, and they're like their their mission is X, and it's great. They have an awesome path. They're mm-hmm. they're grassroots. They're they're busting their ass. They're just. They're giving it everything they got, and then they start getting a little bit of success. Mm-hmm. With that success, you have to be cautious. With And what I mean by success is they start getting some income coming in. They're starting to do what they love for a job. They're starting to see some return on mm-hmm. that, okay? And then they start, they have a path. They can continue and keep their head down, you know, nose to the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't care about this success. This is, this is the start. I'm, I have so much further, further to go, or they can start veering off. Like, you know, I don't have you to get work. comfortable. I don't have to work near as much mm-hmm. or as hard. I don't, I'll pay someone to travel and meet new clients or 
or I'll, I'll pay someone to handle new members that are doing inquiries. And now you start losing that, that touch, like mm-hmm. that personal touch. That's why I still teach the training courses mm-hmm. and I'll never stop doing that. I'll never stop training classes. I'll never, ever want to lose that personal touch. We'll never have 20, 20 trainers Two, at our gym yeah. and 400 members. We'll never have 400 members. It literally is going to be capped. We are capping this at 120. I don't care. I do not care no amount of money, but that's our path. Mm-hmm. When you start getting success, you can be derailed so easily by some, then you start doing less. Your quality goes down. Then when your quality goes down, your culture gets affected when your culture, because they start feeling like you just don't care about them anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. You're on to the next thing. Right? When it gets quote too big. And then what happens is you see this happen a lot. Uh, someone that the owner trusts and they put a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of investment into, mm-hmm. um, as far as gives them a lot of responsibilities, they start getting the respect of the members and not the owner. People look at the owners and look like, well, he's never here or never around or they're never around, but the trainer is, you know, what what happens? That trainer starts a gym, Mm -hmm. half your members are gone. Or vice versa, where that owner trusts a particular member, a GM or someone, and they start paying attention to the other things and don't pay attention to what the GM's doing and the GM derails the organization. Yeah. Yep. And it's still, that's on the owner though. It's whatever. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't get too far from the center. When you're the owner, because that's when things start getting wonky and going awry. Yeah. So signs and symptoms. You know, yeah. When you, when you first start going to a facility and you choose to stay there and you choose to make that your, your third place, I would say the reason why you stick with that place is because it makes you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. You, know, you feel welcome. You mm-hmm. feel like it's a family. You feel appreciated, you feel mm-hmm. loved, and, and there's a lot, you know, uh, I mean, your first symptoms, uh, you, you could probably start seeing attendance to go down as far as mm-hmm. classes. Um, the next, probably the biggest symptom that I see is when, uh, when you have functions inside the gym, uh, fewer and fewer people are coming to your functions, right? Let's say you, you would typically get 80% of your members to a function like say, let's say it's a major function, like a yearly party of your gym or Christmas or Thanksgiving, whatever you guys celebrate and your attendance starts dropping from the norm there. Then that's another big sign in my opinion is, you know, people are now becoming less and less invested inside your, your gym because of the culture shift. Now as a, as a, member or a patron of that community like what are some things that you've heard other people talk about like well this place is awesome and then x happened yeah a lot of it's the the owners stopped caring you know or um they stopped investing into the gym mm-hmm. um you know some sometimes you see these owners they'll go to these um Stuff like Stu does, you know, to make your business better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think knowledge is great. Mm-hmm. But also, you get, it could be, it could be to the extreme where they go and they take everything that's said and they try to apply at their gym. Well, you can't. They may give you some information that you can use some of it. And oh, because but taking it, like everything, everything and just dumping it in. And this your- is what happens. So if, he, if, <clears throat> if you've went a certain direction for so long and you've done something for, 
so long and you've gained, let's say you have a hundred members and you've gained really good traction. Everybody mm-hmm. loves it there and they love every, the directions going. Then you go to one of these things cause you want to make more money and you mm-hmm. think that you need help when you're already making decent money. They come back with all these ideas and then they just, it's just, they open this floodgates and, and you force feed their members, all this new stuff. Next thing you they know, make a like, whole bunch of changes simultaneously. They change their programming to make it more for everybody, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they start they start they start doing all these things that are complete opposite of what as what, of what got, got them hundred members, of, of what got members. all those people to become part of that family. Yeah, and that's what blows my mind. Like, okay, I I'll never see myself to go to one of those, and it's not because I don't think Stu offers great information uh, or other people, Kalipa, whoever runs these type of things, mm-hmm. but. You know, I did this, um, you know, not, not of a necessity, but I've always wanted to be my own. Uh, yeah, you said early on you knew yeah. you were going to be some sort of entrepreneur. And the way it worked out, this, is, this was my direction. So mm-hmm. it was cool. If, if, I've, if I've always worked for someone and I've always been steadfast and, like, invested into myself to become X, why am I going to just say start ignoring all the stuff I want to do there. that got me there? Yeah. And I want to ignore the direction that's got me to where we are as a gym now. And now some third party is giving me information that is based off of their experiences that may, some of it may work, but all of it's not for me. And in, in my opinion, I may k- take a couple of nuggets away, but my direction is my direction. I'm happy. And why am I, why am I happy? Well, um, our members are happy. So if our people are happy, we're growing, mm-hmm. we have sustainable income, we're able to invest back into the gym um, and keep building it. Well, what the hell am I going to go to? Why do I need all this? But your focus wasn't to create this empire, you know, where you were going to be like a, a billion dollar gym and expand and create these systems and, and sell it and just sit back and watch the money roll in. You you come from a place where you had something and it was neglected, I guess, and you wanted some. You wanted that back. You wanted to create that for other people what to enjoy. Mean? Like when you talk, like how excess is now. Yeah. <clears throat> when you first started going to your your previous gym, like you had that. Oh, you had yeah. that thing that first year. It was great, and then things changed. Yeah. And in your mind, just the way your brain works, you're like. It wasn't that difficult to maintain that. Why did, you know, and then you gave, you, you said you've had discussions and then things just kept going down South. You're like, you know what? I'm going to create that uh, for other people. Kind of. Yeah. I, I really didn't. I took zero away from. Well, but I'm saying, but you know how you felt is what you wanted to, to, to other people to feel. You, this gym is, is, it is a very big replica of, I guess, you know, the direction that we started with, mm-hmm. obviously, it, it, which we're very open to everybody about. It, this is what we want to do. This is the direction. This is how we're going to do it. Um, either they buy into it or not. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. It, it was complete opposite of what our last gym was. The thing I know is, like we've talked, treat people how they want to be treated. Treat people with dignity, respect. Yeah. Treat people how they want to be treated or how you want to be treated. Clean the floors. Yeah, it's, it's just the simple <laughs> stuff. Other than that is... Passion of CrossFit, mm-hmm. passion to help other people, watch people grow, mm-hmm. and uh, more importantly, change. And then all that just kind of accumulated into the culture that we have. But 
yeah, I mean, I don't, it, it sucks that, you know, money's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've had, like I've said before, I've had a lot of money. I've had no money. I've had the point where I had $30 lost me two weeks mm-hmm. and no groceries. Yep. And I've had, uh, every two weeks I have three or $4,000 I could just blow. Um, mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, am I, am I happy or are people happy at the gym? I don't need, I don't need to make $250,000 a year. Right. You know, my first goal when we uh, opened the gym was to make in one year, make a hundred thousand dollars as a gym. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, it's not easy to do. No, but we're in any business, but yeah. we're very close mm-hmm. and that's really cool. You know, we're very, very close to that. And, uh, it's, but that doesn't define me. It mm-hmm. was just a goal. You weren't going to shut down if you didn't meet that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I, th- I think it's cool to have that. But out of that, you know. You, you, but money wasn't your primary motivation. And it still isn't my motivation. Yeah. Like, and people are like, well, it's a business. Like, no shit. Like, yeah. I, know, I know what it is, but I'm not going to sell my soul to the devil to make more money. I'm not going to change what everybody loves to make more money. I'm not going to ruin our culture mm-hmm. Because I want to invest those 120 people are more important to you than making, you know, a million dollars. My God. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I was just telling someone I had a conversation with no amount of money is worth a good friendship to me. And I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I mean a legit friendship. Like I call them up at 3am. I need like, you. Hey, and I, there. I got it. You got to shovel in some rope. I need help. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, where, where, where are we bearing? Like, I got a couple places, you know, that's, that's a conversation yeah. that, those are friends and yeah. those people are, um, there's no price I would put on that. Yeah. So some more of the, um, things we talked about, you know, we've always talked about being treated with dignity and respect, but, um, have, you know, if you felt like you've been, tre- you know, have you felt like you've been treated differently than the rest of the group? You know, I've seen that happen. I felt and, that before. And people have told us that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, hell just think about that. Like you're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. The, what, yeah. I didn't know. Is there, do I have to like try out to be in your gym now or yeah. what? You know what I mean? That's how ridiculous is that? How can you even, oh my gosh, I can't even, how could, how could that member even sit there with a straight face and not punch him right in the dick? Like like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Nut shot. Like seriously, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm good enough to pay your membership, but I'm not good enough to help become better at X. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a, (laughs) um and then again feeling undervalued or underappreciated yeah that's just that's like a basic tenet of like being a good human you know make people feel important especially as a business owner yeah uh, i'm paying to go to a place where i feel underappreciated yeah that makes sense yeah paying a decent amount of money you know across the spectrum I think what the problem that I've talked to that I've been talking to people on our Instagram, that's usually where people reach out to us into our messenger or me direct is they don't have another place to go. They've, they've exhausted, they've exhausted all other avenues or there are no other avenues or there are, but they're just the same or worse. Mm. So they're kind of trapped. Like they Mm. literally are trapped. I know, I know of two, three people right now where I've taught my head that are trapped inside the gym, they have no other option mm-hmm. and, unless they move. Yeah. And how sad is that? How sad is that? That mm-hmm. in their surrounding area, no other option to do CrossFit. And 
And well, we've the, even had some that have told us they've tried the other options. Yeah. And they're equally not good. So it'd be easy to say, well, it must be the, the people. That know it must be CrossFit. No, I'm saying <laughs> if our listeners would say, well, maybe it's the people. No, I know these people and they're not bad people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just the quality of gyms in the area are shit. Mm. And that's the unfortunate part of the model of CrossFit, mm-hmm. but it's also fortunate that not every gym is going to be the same. You know, it's not a franchise. It's not a franchise. Not every gym will be ran the same mm-hmm. when you get, but that, you and I agree they shouldn't, they shouldn't. Yeah. Heck no. Like I couldn't have, like, I can't, yeah, I'm glad they don't. I mean, yeah. I love that every single gym's vibe is based off of their owners. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly how it was founded. You know, Hey, you, you, you pay the fee to use the words CrossFit and everything else after that. It's all on you. Yeah, you pay. You got these people down the road here, and um, they're advertising. They're going to they're going to bring they're bringing CrossFit or want to bring CrossFit to their gym because it's not a CrossFit gym, and so they're openly advertising that they're going to offer CrossFit. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have and fun when the lawyers call you because they will. Uh, yeah. So they're and then um, they're saying they have CrossFit or they have trainer leg classes and they name all the classes they have and they have CrossFit coming 2019. Mm-hmm. So they're not even affiliated and they're using, they're using the, yeah. CrossFit. They're trying to gain like, and they're a mile down the road. I don't care you can come on open side me. Cause mm-hmm. I already know what comes out of that gym and it's not good news. I mean, uh, it's a revolving door gym or whatever, but you know what? I don't like do it right. Yeah, if you're my, ever thinking about doing that, guys, yeah, don't, do don't because they have an entire team of lawyers that that is their entire job. Yeah, it's a CrossFit no. theft IP is what I think. And, and they will still and they will sue you. I don't know <laughs> if you continue to or do they it. They will yeah. make your life uncomfortable. Oh, I think they'll yeah. contact you, and that's just you have you have choices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at that point, them. yeah, it's like yeah. the mafia coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, uh, either cha- or take that stuff down, or I'm breaking your, your knees. Yeah, but no, it's. Yeah, well, it's, and that not only that is not right. Uh, like, just so for, I don't care. Like I said, they can open up a CrossFit gym, and all it's honestly all it's going to do is it's going to make people make you better. Well, when they leave there, they're going to come here. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm being real though. But you yeah. know, it's 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 just that the, we're talking about quality. Mm-hmm. The quality of of gyms, they're there's on so many different levels all across the board, mm-hmm. and I only speak of our gym the way it is and not out of arrogance. I'm, I'm very confident, but it's not me being arrogant. I know what we offer is great. And Mm -hmm. it's not because of what I think it's because of our results and people, what they tell us, Mm -hmm. like whatever. Uh, Another thing we got listed here is being singled out. You know, we've heard those stories about, you know, you're not good enough to get extra training. Totally not cool. You know, and to, to the point where they've, uh, I've heard stories of people being singled out, like called out in class, you know, like it's like it's high school, like you're snapping a towel on someone's ass because they can't do X or Y. I mean, not that they're hitting them, but I'm saying they're like, oh, look at so-and-so. They finally got a double under, you know, that's not cool. You know, everybody, everybody started somewhere. I think that, um, you know, I'll piggyback on that. It, had someone contact us about they're running a uh, gymnastics clinic inside their gym. And so this member inquires about this gymnastics class and they say, well, they can't go to it. They're not skilled enough. Okay. Well, I can't modify or and still can't come and try to learn progressions or anything. Mm-hmm. No, you're not good. You're not skilled enough to do this. We're like, well, do you offer a, a scaled gy- clinic, 
a scale clinic and they're like, oh, no, not at this time. So mm. they've already cut their seg- – they're segregating their members by saying we're only taking people who have uh, three you can only four come to muscle this, ups. You can only come to this clinic if you meet this criteria. Now, if you're, if you're intentionally saying, you know, this clinic is for – you have to meet these prerequisites, but you should in turn have something offered to the general public that's equivocal so that way you don't feel like you're excluding other people. Dude, yeah. I, yeah, so you, not offering it to everybody is pretty crazy to me. And this person was even asked if they were going to have... Well, and let, but let's back that up, though. Like, we have competitors' courses, mm-hmm. you know, and we have regular seminars. Those aren't the same as what we're talking about here. No. Yeah, this is completely different. Mm-hmm. So just to clear that up. Yeah, so it's in-house, you know, the, the question was brought up, you know, is there prerequisites for this? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, trick pull-ups, so many of those, and ring dips and blah, blah, blah. Well, then the next question is, well, will you have a, a, a intermediate or scale version of that for everybody else who don't have, meet those prerequisite, prerequisites? Yeah. Which is a very fair question. I would agree. Or can I just come there and be modified? At this time, we do not, mm-hmm. is, is the response. This is inside of a gym. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, are you going to have that? Well, we don't know. Okay. Well, this plays forward to where not enough people signed up for this. Then they started asking people who were interested in having a scaled version mm-hmm. of doing this clinic only because they, they wanted to fill the spots, not mm-hmm. because they cared. So when, when they were originally offered it, these people weren't good enough to sign up for it. But now because they didn't get enough uh, You can't sit at my table at lunch. Yeah. But now. Yeah. Now you can. Yeah. And um, <coughs> I mean, to me, that's absolutely, it's, it's crazy that people would do that. And it's, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, as a, as an athlete, I mean, yeah, let's, let's go. Why, why do athlete. I want to feel it? What, you know, I, I'm feel, now I'm feeling excluded because I, again, going back to that, I'm not good enough piece. How am I going to get better? You know, we, we've done a couple here. Yeah, I, I ran it for free. We did a back to basics clinic um, where we would go over. I listed the things that we would go over as far as different techniques, like on the bike, these things that we do every day or every week here in, inside of our gym. Mm-hmm. You Just know, to improve efficiency type efficiency, stuff? Efficiency, movement patterns, things like that. And we're talking athletes that have been coming here three, four, five years. Mm-hmm even though that they modify 90 to 95% of our workouts, they still want to improve in here daily. Mm-hmm. That's what that was for. So everything was designed around that. Okay. But then we also offered the competitor side mm-hmm. who wants to get better at the more advanced things. How do we, you know, we, we may talk about, you know, wattage and, 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 um, things on the bike and those fine tuning pieces. Right. Yeah. And then, and then we get into the, the pacing, the, the, uh, we get into the mental side of Mm -hmm. a competitor. We get into the, um, breaking down workouts and how to attack them and, and understanding that strategic thinking, right? Because they have, uh, we covered some of that in back to the basics, because I still think it's important because just because you don't want to be a competitor doesn't mean you don't want to come in and attack this. Right. Mm -hmm. But we didn't give them all the stuff that typically competitors are compared the micro things to shave 
seconds off, right? Where so, I'm trying to shave minutes. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 I get They're it. seconds yeah. or minutes. Yeah. So we offered those two for free, and they were full, I think, five-hour clinics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think if you're going to do it, don't do it like they did it and to say, well, no, you can't come. Have two options because you're going to you're gonna hurt someone's feelings. And then this, those hurt feelings is what causes what I'm just, what we're talking yeah. about. And that is a ripple in your community. And people, I think, will agree that you and I, not hurting someone's feelings is not like on the forefront of everything that we do. However, no, I, I am, if I were, if I were in that position, I, I would not want my members to feel excluded. That's completely different. Totally different. Yeah. yeah. But you're not always going to, like we've talked, you're not going to make everybody happy. There will be people you piss off. Um, but it's how you handle that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can piss someone off by like, hey, why are you pissed? Yeah. Okay. Are you, well, are you pissed because I said something yes. that triggered something? Yeah. Or was I rude? Right. Because if I'm rude, I'm, I apologize. Well, unless you're yeah. being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like you came at me like don't like we're yeah. cool until you like cross yeah. this invisible yeah. line of yeah. like the the dick line <laughs> as soon as you cross it you know as soon as your freaking toe crosses it it yeah i'm free to be a dick yeah. like it's just the way it is but if we stay behind our lines it's yeah. cool but i know if i cross the the dick line <laughs> you should expect yes it. i you want to be a, go ahead but ha, it's well ha, deserved ha, hashtag dick line <laughs> i don't know what the hell just happened one of those blackout moments but anyways the thing is i can i can upset someone and be like what's up why yeah. why are you so pissed okay well i understand why you feel that way but this is not, that's not what this was not a personal attack. No, hell no. Yeah. This is, this is why we did it and why we're doing it. Nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Cause if I w- want to single you out, I'll bring you to the office and we'll handle this stuff. Yeah. I'll never call you out. Just like we talked last episode. Mm-hmm. If I got a problem, if I have it, to talk to you in the office, that that's, that's, that, that's real talk. That's real talk. Yeah. If I'm, if I send out an email that's general, like we have some issues going on. Yeah. Cause that's how we deal with all of our stuff. Consider that a warning flare. It's exactly what it is. That's your warning shot. As in, yeah. you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it. If you're going to continue to do it, there's going to be ramifications because you, I don't care if it's you, if you've been with us since day one and mm-hmm. you've been, we're here for five years, yeah. you are still expected to maintain yeah. what we expect. For your, for your expectations of your family is that no one person is, is more important than the other. Including me. Yeah. Including me as an owner. All right. So what can you do about it? Because you know, as the title of the show is like, you know, change it. Yeah. So what can you do? Well, let's just go ahead and say that from the beginning, it can be scary because you might perceive yourself as that one nail sticking out or someone going against the grain because oftentimes when people feel this way, they think they're the only ones. Well, am I the, am I just being in your famous words? Am I just being a bitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or is this something real? And a lot of times when you have concerns like that, it's scary to talk to other people. Hey, bro, am I, you know, am I being a bitch? You know, tell me, because if I'm being a bitch, tell me I'm being a bitch. Yeah, you're being a bitch. Yeah, and then that's the end of it. But well, no, that's messed up. Yeah. Right, and that's kind of the person, uh, people, that's what I say. It's like, that's so messed up. Like, you pay to go there, and yeah. like, this is your, this is how they're treating you. Yeah. You have every right to be pissed. And if I'm not even, I'm not even part of your gym, and I'm, and I'm getting I'm, upset. I'm getting upset. Yeah. Like, now I'm, 
my fuse is pretty short compared to most. <laughs> but with that said, um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just real like, dude, that's, that's ridiculous. It should not be that way, but it is their gym. That's mm-hmm. what I always say. It's their gym. Mm-hmm. I can't control that. Understand that there's no way in hell I would ever do what they did and that it is wrong. They should not do it. You should mm-hmm. not tolerate it. And you should speak to them because that's another question I get. Should yeah. I say something to the owner? And, and, and I always hate saying this, but you are a customer. Unless you're the owner, you know, or part of the ownership group, you are a customer, and I hate using that word, but it is it is a true statement. And if people you, forget that, because yeah. you get repressed, and and I, you do, you know yeah. what I mean? You get someone who is, and I stepped all over you, but you get someone who's very uh, shy and timid, but mm-hmm. they they don't like how they feel because it's kind of changed, and they go and say, hey, you know, hey, I was just kind of wondering, you know, let's talk about the, let's use this clinic for example. I was wondering if you're going to offer any different type of. Well, no, why would it, you know, we weren't planning on it. Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. Like now they're like, whoa. Yeah. Now, like, now they th- came at him like now, now they feel like if they say one word after that, after yeah. that or to them again, it's going to cause a, a problem. And they don't, they like the people inside the gym. They just don't like the direction that is heading in or they want or be, this particular instance or they want to yeah. be included in, in, in certain things. Like, mm-hmm. so you get repressed by ownership sometimes who, so, you know, I'm very, very confident and, but I will also listen to anybody uh, about anything, even if I think you're a dipshit, like I'll still listen to you, mm-hmm. but I will also tell you how I feel when I'm done listening to you. That's a respect. As an owner, some people, they don't care what other people say. They will push them away and push them down. Like, Hey, I'm the owner. I don't care what you have to say. This mm-hmm. is what we're doing. But I, but also sometimes which I'm very hopeful of. I don't know if we've ever got any feedback where people have had a discussion with the owner, but sometimes they don't know what they don't know. Sometimes they're, like I said, you get distracted, you start focusing on other aspects of, of your organization and you're like, Oh shit, I've neglected that. I'm sorry. Yep. You're right. I got some feedback for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. No, I do. Yeah. Oh, you just asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some feedback. No, I think it's pretty like what you were just saying. Like literally we do have feedback. We do have information on this. And I think that's what, in this podcast, man, like we're not, I'm not just firing off the cuff. This is real shit. Like this real stuff that happens. We have people that were unhappy. uh, um, The direction people are getting segregated. They're unhappy with the, the cleanliness, things like that. They uh, go to the ownership, sitting down with them, have Mm. a discussion with them, bring this to them. And say that, hey, we're just two of 15 mm-hmm. that are having problems here. But they had us talk to you. Mm-hmm. We want to bring this to you in hopes that you'll fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to fix everything, but these are our concerns as paying members. At a minimum, the owner should listen. If, if I got 15 people yeah. that are pissed, I messed up. Because that's... It's not a one-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, that, and that's a large chunk yeah, of, uh, it, of your community. Yeah. That's money that could potentially walk away if you, yeah. as the owner, don't do something about it. Right. It was brought up to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll change. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll start looking into it. We'll stop doing that, this, this, and that. Two weeks later, it's right back to the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks later, it gets brought up again. They sit down with them, okay? Maybe it was more than two weeks. I forget the timeline. But it, it festered again. They sat down with them. They sit down acting like they're getting ready to take notes. 
And then um, they act like they've never heard anything of these complaints before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we've, we've had this conversation. We just, we talked about this the last time. Now they're playing dumb as owners. Like, oh, really? I can't believe that's happening. You're going to play dumb on this? How insulting is that to the members? To the then? person that was elected as the spokesperson. Not, and not With only that, but those people. Concern, yeah. A legitimate concern. Like, look, if I'm wrong, right, and this is me, then I'm wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. If someone's sitting down, I'm not going to play, I don't know what you're talking about. We've never had this conversation before. That's so blown off mm-hmm. those people and show them zero respect. And if you don't think that changes your culture, you're crazy. Because guess what? The, the gym matches the owners. Mm-hmm. If that's how you are as an owner, how do you think your gym's culture is going to be? They don't care about anybody else. They don't care about how people feel. They don't care about them feeling slighted or disrespected. They don't feel like they're being un, uh, undercoached or, or, you know, neglected as athletes mm-hmm. because they don't fit in with their group. They're not part of their clique. They're not a good athlete. They're not going to perform well for the open, all this stupid crap. And because they don't fit that criteria, now they're being, you know, ignored and, and not even given the time of day. How messed up is that? How messed up is that? Mm-hmm. Like, and then even with some of those owners, sometimes people have those rose-colored glasses where they only want to focus on what's awesome about their gym and not focus on those things that, that undercurrent that could potentially bring them down. I mean, I, I think in life, most people most like, people mo- mo- most people are proud of what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you have a thing, you're proud of it. You know, and then some of the things you should work on, to, you know, kind of neglect. Because it's easier to say, I, you know, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of what we have. And, but as a business owner, when you have all these people who are basically keeping your lights on, it's probably not a bad idea to make sure that you're taking care of those things that your athletes, customers bring to you. You know, the people have come and asked, you know, like, we want a culture like yours. And I literally say, you know, first off, thank you. I mean, it means a lot. Huge to you. compliment. Huge compliment. And I appreciate someone from the outside saying that. But secondly, I'm, I'm like, look, you may want that, but do you understand the amount of work it takes to maintain that culture mm-hmm. and what you have to do? And, we're, and what you just brought up is perfect. The stuff that is going to flow under mm-hmm. the undercurrent because everything's going good. But if you let 2% of your business start having an influx or an issue, it could be training, it could be programming memberships it could be the investing back into your gym Mm -hmm. maintaining your equipment cleaning your bathrooms there's so many things right if you start neglecting two percent of that well then that starts upsetting some people right or if i neglect a person and i start making them feel bad well guess what that person is going to vent to the another person that's their friend here and then those two people are going to tell two people then those four people are going to tell eight people now they're like, Brody's a dick. Yeah, bad news travels fast. It does. It takes, it takes a lot of work to say, hey, look, these are our precedents, and I'm going to follow them myself because mm-hmm. I'm going to lead from the front. My expectations are this. You know what our expectations are. Mm-hmm. If you do not do that, if you bring attitude in, if you're always bitching and complaining, <laughs> you bring in drama, you have... Um, well, I bitch and complain every time I work out here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Monica? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean, man. You're yeah. right. If, if you ignore that, it takes a lot of work to create a culture mm-hmm. 
and to even more work to maintain the culture. But guess what? Like we've talked, the work doesn't stop with the owner. It is really the members that, that keep our culture going in here mm-hmm. because I can't solely focus just on our culture because I have the members to focus on. Well, well the, but look at last night. What were, you, what were you doing here yesterday till almost midnight? Getting stuff done, man. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just way. Getting all that back of the house stuff there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we were trying to set up for today and bro messaged me like almost at midnight. He's like, yeah, I'm just not going home. I'm like, bro, dude, what happened? Well, I'm paying bills. Yeah. You know, I had to talk to clients. I had to do, you know, the, all the back end stuff it does, that, that people don't think about. No, you know, and, but, but that has to be paid should, attention to though. But they shouldn't have to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. When you create a great culture, you show up, you come in, everybody's freaking pumped up and energized. Mm-hmm. We're talking shit about the workout that's on the whiteboard. <laughs> We're like, oh my God, why I should have just not come. I should have cherry picked today. I just, I heard that. <laughs> How many times I heard that today? Cause our episode just came out. <laughs> First thing, Ravana comes in, peeks her head in the uh, office. Like, yeah. bro, I seriously about cherry pick today. <laughs> like you, <laughs> whatever. And, um, but you know, you want that, that culture to come in and, you know, yeah, it's going to suck, but we're going to get better. And, mm. and yeah, maybe you didn't perform your best, but you gave me your best. And like, that's where it's at. You don't have to perform your best to give me your best. You know what I mean? Like, don't, you don't have to be up. the top of the white leaderboard. No, hell yeah. no. Look, who, you know, we had Doug come Pat, in. Pat, your 80% <laughs> is Just, not my 80%. Don't, don't even start that. <laughs> you know, we had Doug come in today and Doug came in an hour early. He works nights. He got very little sleep, really good workout for him typically. And he underperformed to his typical standard in it. He was very down about it mm-hmm. and I get it, but he did give me his all. Mm-hmm. He did do his best. He literally went to failure on these clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. He did what he could today. Mm-hmm. People get so wrapped up and try to make their, their, they base their fitness off of one day and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not. He didn't get sleep. Maybe his food was off. Maybe his water was off because he didn't get enough sleep because he just went to bed. Or maybe he was tired. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? So you come in here, I expect nothing less or more of you giving me your best. That's all I ask for you. And just listen to me. (laughs) I'm trying to help you, bro. Um, And lastly, when we talk about doing something about whatever it is there, um, and I always revert back to the, the story that Oliver told us. Uh, one of your members here, he was out of town for an extended period of time. And uh, we, when in one of our episodes, we talked about uh, waiting till everyone was done with their workout before you started putting your weights away. Mm-hmm. And he's a temporary member of this, this gym. He was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing that. So he did it one time. And then for the rest of the time he was there, that class did it, that class did it every day. And it all, you know, because he waited for that one person. He said the next day that person was like, Hey dude, thanks a lot. That really meant a lot. That really helped me. You know? So Oliver, a stranger. Yeah. You know, did something once that may even still be going on today, but to sit there and think that you possibly can't impact a culture, a culture, Mm -hmm. that example right there is a pretty solid one. And we talked about this last, you know, be the spark. Yeah. Right. A, a fire doesn't start without a spark. Oliver was that spark for this for situation. That class, yeah. And you don't want, you, you want to talk about, and if your gym does this, I promise, try it. If your gym puts equipment away while people are still working out and you listen to the show and, and, you know, try it. I promise you 
there will be someone that tells you they appreciate it Mm -hmm. and they will thank you because you weren't disrespecting them while they're trying to finish their workout. Because when you're walking and trying to put your bar away and they're sitting there busting their ass and giving their all Mm -hmm. that day, there's nothing more disrespectful. You're turning your back on them. You're setting your bar in. You're making noise. You maybe stop and talk to someone else. Like these people are still going. Does that mean you have to, you know, circle them around and give them kumbaya? No, it's, and some people don't like that. Like we've talked, like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you can't say their name. Come on, you mm-hmm. got it. Or just stand, at least stand there yeah. and just be like, be and, present and be the for first them. person yeah. to give them a damn high five yeah. and say, great job. Mm-hmm. You killed it. You know, cause they did kill it. Did they get the top score? Nope. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You tell me they didn't kill it because they did. And you do that, you will change because that's what we're talking about now. You can change your culture. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can you can take the most minuscule step and you will absolutely change the vibe. Mm-hmm. You'll change the culture. You'll make people feel appreciated and wanted and respected. And mm-hmm. and if you don't think that when you change people's where they feel respected and wanted, if that won't change your culture alone, yeah. you're insane. If you feel respected and wanted, you have nothing, your, your attitude changes, you're more energetic, you're, you're positive, you're, you're excited. And then that person does it to another person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like we talked about being the douchebag, like, can they be changed inside mm-hmm. of gyms? Maybe they're used to being uh, alone and, and independent, mm-hmm. but maybe it's cause no one's reached out to them and be like, Hey, don't be a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Like we want to come, come on, man. Let's be part of the family. Like don't separate yourself. And maybe they don't know, they don't know how, maybe they are, are introverted mm-hmm. or whatever. They don't know how to be part of society. If you walk in the men and say, Hey, great job today, man. You're strong as shit. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could lift that much. Yeah. Just that little, a little bit, man. It could change their perspective. It could change who they are. And now you have another family member. And just to kind of, uh, wrap this up when I was kind of at my peak before I got fat and lazy, when I was at my <laughs> L1. I remember this like is before, after when your vision quest is before all my vision quests. <laughs> Lots of brownies on those vision quests, but I remember I was at my L one and I don't remember what the workout was, but I had some pretty beefy dudes in there and they were just, they smoked the shit out of the workout. And it was something that's not my wheelhouse. It was like thrusters and burpees. Like if I ever was died, that, that 21, 15, nine thruster burpee. <sighs> they cut it down. I think it was like 15, nine, seven or something, but burpees. I'm just, I'm just slow. I mean, I, I got titanium, you know, it's going to slow me down a little bit, <laughs> but I remember like all the guys standing around me and like, I was, I was coming up off the ground. And I just remember looking up and I was surrounded by all these people. They're like, come on, Mo, you can do it. And I was like, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Did you try to tag someone in? <laughs> <laughs> come on, baby. I mean, in my mind, I was like, guys, no, this is my, this is, this is my 90%. This is how fast I move. But, but just for that split second, I was like. Man, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. In the middle of me dying under all that. But uh, yeah. So it, it does make a difference. You know, that's not something I need because that was, I, I was actually moving relatively fast based off my capacity. <laughs> but just to see that, the, a bunch of strangers just looking at me, trying to cheer me on, trying to get me across the finish line. That was pretty damn cool. I think you said something important. You said strangers. Now imagine doing that with among your peers yeah. that you're there with daily and what that would mean to them. So it's amplified because yeah. you, you're there every day with them. You work out every day with them. So now it's amplified mm-hmm. the amount of respect, the mutual respect you gain for each other in CrossFit. And yeah. when you watch each other suffer, man, there's no better. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you crawl over and give someone a high five <laughs> only to collapse in the same sweat puddle. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> is that your sweat or my sweat? Like, I don't, I don't care, bro. Like, yeah. It's all good, man. It's all good. Bump. Yeah. 
so uh, to wrap this up, I just wanted to share a quote, and it's, um, be the change you wish to see in the world, and that's a quote by Gandhi. So, I mean, we're not talking about bringing on world peace, but you can do something small to change the culture for the positive within your facility. Without a doubt, I think it's, it's been proven. It, it sometimes can be, I was just talking to, um, I was talking to Caleb today and, um, is he still looking lean? He's, <laughs> if he's lean, give me some of that. Like, um, hey, going to, uh, become a law enforcement officer. Good oh, on you, man. Currently. Oh, he, he's, yeah, always, he's on, yeah, he's on probation for Dayton. Oh, no. So hey, he's congratulations, almost, brother. He's his first year done. Good job, but, man. Um, no, I brought up the reference to, um, the Bin Laden raid. And, uh, so when they were doing the raid on Bin Laden's compound, they, they did this huge workup. You got your, your best uh, seals and they were handpicked mm-hmm. and you know, you have your best analysts from the CIA. You have your most strategic people in the military. They're all in this training center that are, you know, trying to get a game plan or game plans to do this raid. Right. So they come up, they finally formulate a game plan, and then someone says, does anybody have anything to say? And out of the back of the room... I'm sorry, I'm only laughing because it's, it's, it's a true thing. These out of the things back happen, of the room, yeah. uh, someone that has probably very low rank in comparison to these higher-ups says, yeah, well, well, what if we crash? And they're like, yeah, you're right. What mm-hmm. if we do crash? So this guy who's really... He's just an operator. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm not saying that in a mean no, term, yeah. but when you have all these big wigs, you know how to, you, you got generals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got generals, you got colonels, you got <laughs> civilians. You're, you're, a, you're a spot on the map. Yeah. You who have civilians who only have a first name, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then someone out of the room just brings up something, you know, he spoke up. He spoke he, up he, and yeah. he says, well, what if we crash? And instead of being shunned and talked down to, they're like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. It wound up happening. They wind up crashing. crashing. Yeah. And my point to this is sometimes people uh, are very hesitant to bring up a a point Mm -hmm. or to speak up, to speak up and say something out of the fear of being shunned and, and like made fun of, made it feel, you know, make, may make you feel bad or, Mm -hmm. or like you're not equivalent to them. But this guy did. Mm -hmm. Okay. This person did. He spoke The person up. had the courage to speak up. The courage to speak up and these higher ups and, and basically saying that all these top level people we've invested all this, all this time, like- You guys hey, didn't think about this? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but give me your money. I'm sure right? he didn't say it no, that way, but-, but, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, if we do, if he didn't say that, they would not have- They wouldn't have prepped for, that, for, that, for that. that potential uh, Not outcome. saying they wouldn't have been successful, but mm-hmm. having the, the tenacity to speak up and make this comment, or if you have the tenacity to speak up and voice how you feel, mm-hmm. it can alter something in the most great way. If you don't speak up, nothing is said, mm-hmm. nothing will change. The worst case scenario is if you say something and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. That's that's horrible. But if you don't say anything, nothing's nothing going happens to happen. And, so, yeah, and, and as someone in a leadership position you should look at that feedback as, as a gift. You know, if someone took the time and the courage to, to muster up whatever it is they had to say to you, take a step back, listen to what they had to say, because it probably took that person a lot yeah. to come up to you and quote, complain. 
Well, I tell you, yeah. I just uh, right before we, I Mo don't even know this yet. Um, uh, right before we started this, and we had someone that was messaging, just started listening to our podcast, and um, he gave me some feedback. Um, and he's saying, "Hey, I kind of disagree with this one aspect," and I kind of explained it from my side, and um, it, and it was followed up like, you know, I don't mean any. I'm not talking down. I'm just giving you a unbiased opinion of how I feel about certain things. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, I want nothing more than that. I don't want you to say, Hey, your podcast is awesome. And you really think it, it sucks. sucks. Yeah. Feedback is feedback. Yeah. I don't care if it's positive or negative there. It's your delivery that fucks things up. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Very true. <laughs> Had I known that roughly 23 years ago when I was a young airman, I probably would have had a lot more successful career. Better yet, you know it now. <laughs> I do know that now. But but I wish know, I would have known that then. The feedback is always critical to us. And, and you know, he really didn't have to say that because I never no. I never took it as in, oh, well, screw you, dude. Like, don't listen to it. Yeah. Like, no, I'll take the feedback. Like, totally. Because- my opinion and your opinion are opinions still. They're exactly yeah, opinions. You're exactly it's right. Yeah. You know, but the, the fact is the stuff that we offer, so we're not freelancing. The, the opinions that we give are based off of experiences that we have that are relative and, and have clout and off, also off of direct conversations and feedback from people who have had these issues, continue to have these issues who bring them to us and, mm-hmm. or have them brought them to us or have, I've had drop-ins yeah. that I've talked to on a one-on-one basis who opened up to me after they've hung out here a couple yeah. of days saying, what the hell is going I been on doing? here? Yeah. Like I am so pissed. Like I'm so mad when I go, go back. I'm so mad. Like <laughs> why was I never taught this? These things. Yeah. So, that's the difference is we are, we're giving our opinions based off of the feedback that we have, mm-hmm. but I will, I will, Mo always will appreciate feedback positive or negative. Yeah. Um, cause we know not everybody likes our podcast cause no. we're not, um, we're not trending yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. All right. So this week's call to action, do something about whatever your it is. You know, if there's something going on that you're not comfortable with, you know, maybe talk to someone else within your community. Maybe have a talk with someone in the leadership, you know, or if you've taken those steps. And again, I hate the word customer, but maybe you talk with your checkbook. You know, you take your money somewhere else. I'm not trying to start a revolution or anything, but. Let's do it. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) But. You know, I'm down. I would say most of us pay a decent amount of money to participate in this fitness lifestyle. And if you are not being respected um, for the money that you're bringing in, the revenue that you're generating, because you don't just buy, you don't just pay for your membership. You're buying a Kill Cliff or a Fit Aid. You're buying some protein. You know, you're doing whatever. You're, you're coming for your community events and you're spending more money and time. You know, you don't deserve that. You know, you know, you making the checkbook talk. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's re- the reality of it. Yeah. the The reservation that people have is they sometimes they don't have a, p- a place to go. But yeah. I, even deeper in that, their their issue isn't. Let's say it's not the place; it's the owner. Mm-hmm. 
but you can't change that motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Excuse my French, but you just can't, <laughs> Mo. You just can't change them. And the, the thing is, is that's what, that's what I see people really struggle with. Like, yeah, I don't want to leave. Like we're, we're boys or mm-hmm. like, or I don't want to leave the other people. Yeah. I don't want to leave them behind yeah. and like abandon them. Well, but, but, but I do know of a couple people who switch gyms mm-hmm. uh, that are avid listeners to our podcast and it was hard for them to do it. Mm-hmm. But I promise you, their social media says how happy they are mm-hmm. and how glad they did. And I'm going to bet you a dollar to however many donuts I can eat that they wish they did a long time ago. Because there is something out there that there are gems out there that will fit you mm-hmm. and what your desires and needs and wants are. You just got to look. Don't live inside that bubble. You got to get outside that bubble yeah. and find it. All right. That brings this week's episode to close. I'm Owen. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. <laughs>